Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. By now, you know that I believe in bio-individuality and that there is no one size or cure-all out there. However, I'm also a big proponent of supplements and taking ones that support your specific needs. That's why I'm so excited to announce today's podcast sponsor, Bento. Your health reimagined. It is a subscription supplement plan customized for your specific needs made by actual health professionals. You take an online survey for them to determine exactly what you need, and then you receive personalized daily packets in the mail. Plus, you have access to chat with a health professional as you need. To get 20% off your first month, use code FRECKLEDFOODIE. To purchase, go to mybinto.com slash freckledfoodie. Good morning. If you're like me, you just took your Beam CBD tincture. It's a drop that I take every single morning to help combat my anxiety and headaches. If you follow me on Instagram, you guys already know about this brand, but it is truly one of my favorites. It's full spectrum, third-party tested, THC-free CBD. It comes in a tincture, a salve, lotion, and bars. Freckled Foodie 15 gets you 15% off the entire website. Go check it out at BeamTLC. That's B-E-A-M-T-L-C dot com. Hi friends, I'm here at Samsung 837 in the heart of the Meatpacking District and I'm with an out-of-towner, Holly Owens from Wealthy Belly and this is actually our first time ever meeting and I love doing recordings of like first time meeting someone that I feel like I know. I feel like we already go way back. Yeah, in like a very non-creepy way. Yeah. I've been following you for a while. A lot of what you say resonates. I love your shit and I just feel like we connect on a lot of things. So I'm really excited to have you on. So am I. I'm happy to be here. And we're basically twins today yes, in our we outfits. Are. Um, all right. So I just gave you this rundown, but to kick it off, mm-hmm. how would you define success? Oh, we're going for yeah, it. That's I, the beginning. No, I okay. Like, I start right away with that. Great. Because I feel like it opens so much conversation. Yeah. Success to me is, I guess, just something that fulfills you mm-hmm. and brings you joy and love, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm kind of like here broad, for that. but um, yeah. Success to me is just really finding my passion and being excited mm-hmm. to do whatever I'm doing, do and you, then that just brings on so many beautiful things. I feel like once you really yeah. align yourself with your passion and what you want to do, and then just opens so many doors, and I then agree. that can lead to success. Yeah, when you're doing what you love. And you're on the right path. It's yeah. really crazy the amazing shit that can happen to you. Oh, yeah. So can you give us a little rundown on what your job is right now, what you're doing? And I would also just want to know if you are feeling those levels of success. Yeah. So I've been modeling for almost 14 years. Wow. That's been my only source of income. So you were like a little kid model. Yeah. I mean, started at 14, booked my first job around 15. Okay. And then just, it took off from there. Um, That's my main source of income, really. And then since I started Wealthy Belly, about a year ago is when I started to make Mm -hmm. some side money from promotional stuff. It's so funny. Yeah. When you start my my side hustle, cool, coming in hot. Um, It's nice. It's great. And I get to do it while I travel. Yeah. I can do it while I'm modeling. Like it's really, it's a great balance. I also honestly. feel like your worlds combine to even make a stronger product, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because A, you're seeing brands on like the modeling side, fine, but the stories that you're experiencing and what you're living makes for really insightful on, like you are very honest. Yeah. So that brings a different layer to it, but content that a lot of people aren't seeing. Yeah. Because, I mean, myself included, a lot of people in the space have very similar, like, day-to-day, we're doing whatever, and everyone has a different story that they bring to the table, which is why people follow different accounts. Mm -hmm. And I think your story is really freaking interesting. Yeah, I never really imagined people being that interested in me. (laughs) 
and modeling and random day to day things that it's so funny. I do, but as a consumer, aren't you like? Don't you feel that way about some people that you follow? Oh, totally. Yeah. So I'm then, like, what I'm, are they doing today? Yeah. What are they eating? <laughs> What's that shirt? Yeah. Where, why? Link it. Can why I, I get a swipe up? <laughs> can I get a link, please? <laughs> I didn't know they were there. What are they doing there? No, I know. Or like when someone breaks up. So I get it. I'm like, like I, why did you break up? Yeah. I need information. Like, where has he been? Yeah. I get messages because Carrie and I. I don't know why, but we spend a lot of time apart. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. We're great. But he spends a lot of time in Santa Barbara. and Also, I, you travel for modeling. I travel a lot. So what's he going to do, come with you? There'll be like a couple weeks where I'll get messages like, where's Carrie? Is everything okay? I'm like, really? Oh. And then I'll, I'll text him and be like, people care, Carrie. People care about you. Well, I feel like people really care about him on your account. Yeah. He feels like he's a sidekick and he doesn't like that. Oh, really? He's like, I'm Wealthy Belly's sidekick. So I want to be like a star in this show. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, like start your own account if you want to be the star. How does he feel about everything? In the beginning, it was a little rough. Not rough, but rocky because yeah. I was honestly, I was on my phone a lot. I was yes, trying to figure out Instagram in a whole nother way. Because for modeling in my Instagram, it's very basic. It's like a yeah, selfie like here and there shot, or me or getting my makeup done or yeah. me like I never storied I never like talked to my camera before. Yes. That's a good and way. Shared yeah. vulnerable things mm-hmm. with people I have n- no idea like who you are and where you are. Yeah. And I'm just sharing this to black screen. It's really wild. Going out about to it. Who, however many people. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand at the almost. Guys, we're like sixty away. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, by the time this airs, you'll have fifty thousand. There we go. Love you all. Um, and so he was just he would make little comments like, You're on your phone a lot. Like, mm-hmm. get off your phone. I'm like, you don't know what like what I'm doing. Like I have people that wanna like yeah. need an answer. And so I just was spending so much time on my phone and was documenting everything and mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know a balance, so I just went all in. Yep. And now he really gets it Mm -hmm. because I put him on blast on our trip in Europe Mm -hmm. where he posted a photo and it like was not doing well. And he was very upset because he's like, this is a great photo. Why is no one liking it? (laughs) And so he's like, will you tell your your fans to go like my photo? Oh, my God. So I did. And he it went like. I think he got almost 2,000 likes on it. He got like 1,500 followers. He got oh, so, so many he messages. Loves it. And then he, it took him two days to respond to everyone. He's like, wow, I honestly have no idea how you do this. Yeah. This is so draining. And I feel like I, I have to respond to everyone, even well, though I know thing. I don't. I feel the same way. And it's hard to shut off yeah. and to know like your boundaries of how much you're willing to give to a message or whatever. And so, yeah, now he gets it. It's interesting because Joe... It took that little experience for him to be like, wow, yeah. what you're doing is, honestly, it's it's a lot. Yeah, because Joe doesn't have Instagram. That's amazing. Yeah, he's not a social media guy. So he doesn't... He fully supports everything I'm doing. He's like, I know you're doing a great job, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's whatever. I, I appreciate all that, but I'm not saying he doesn't. But he doesn't get... He goes on his desktop... Every day at work, he mm-hmm. goes on Instagram.com slash freckled foodie oh to just see what I posted because he feels like disconnected if he doesn't at least see the post. Yeah. But you can't see stories on your desktop if you don't oh. have an Instagram. Oh. So, and the episode with him will release before this. And I loved it because he goes, Well, I can't see the video platform. And I'm like, Instagram stories is what they're called. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where, like, I'm sharing everything, and that's where I'm talking to the camera. That's and the spot where people can connect with you exactly. and feel like they know you. Or So I feel like he definitely misses out on that, but I almost feel like it's a good thing. Because yeah. then he- oh my God, Carrie sees me talk about like my coffee enemas. He's like, God, Holly, like, yeah. can you just keep some stuff to yourself? I'm like, no. <laughs> I know, I Joe's do, private, no. so I think he would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I just... When it comes to Carrie, I don't share about him a lot. Yeah. Just like it wasn't his same way choice you. to be blasted to 50,000 yes. people, you know? So sometimes he's like, please don't post that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Joe But then he was gets to some point person. where he's like, how come you haven't been like shouting me out? Oh, I'm, so he wants some of it. He Joe does. never he wants, wants any a little. Of it. And he's like, am I. Am I not good content anymore? <laughs> am I <laughs> old news? Carrie. Yeah, Joe doesn't people really care want about any you, of it. Worry. Because I think he doesn't understand it, yeah. honestly. Um, 
and he'll listen to us and get mad at me because he yeah. feels like I shit on him on here and I don't, I love it. But I think it's really, it's just an eye-opening experience to be with someone who doesn't have the social media aspect yeah. of it all because he puts me in my place. Yeah. If I'm like upset over something, he'll be like, do you realize what you're upset about? Really? Come yeah. on. I'm like, you're right. But because he's so private, it's like I keep certain things. I definitely keep anything that's his business that's affecting me. What, Even though it's affecting me, it's his business. Yeah. So that's like Yeah, I don't go on and table. share about if we're in a random argument or whatever. Like, yeah. I'll say like I just, if I said once like he – I, I forget why even it was Valentine's Day and I was like to all the people that are whether you're single or you're in a relationship and you're disappointed with your significant other on this day because all you see are these insane it was like when one of the Kardashians they were all posting these insane floral th- like oh my God. Valentine's Day just became too much yeah so I'm like I two years ago broke down hysterically cried because the man I loved and was trying to be nice didn't buy me fucking flowers. Like what a psycho! He brought me chocolate instead of flowers, and yeah. was like I thought you would like chocolate more, which like, I would. What's wrong with but you? I still I like flowers. cried, and so I shared stuff like that where yeah. like that's all on me. Yeah, but his personal shit is off yeah, to the no. table. Yeah. What other? Because you are very much like you're. I feel like you're like me in the sense of. I'll kind of tell anyone whatever they... Oh, my God. I'm an open book. Yeah, I don't care. I'll talk about anything. But there are certain things that you've set boundaries around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, like, stuff with Carrie. I don't even know what it is I set boundaries around. I just know what my limit is. Mm -hmm. It's circumstantial. And there's a lot I don't share. Yeah. And it seems like I share pretty much all of my life. Mm -hmm. But, no, there's so much that I don't share. I feel that way with... Family things and, and good and bad stuff. Yeah. It's just sometimes I'm like, I don't need to share. I don't this. need to. Do I need, does anyone care? I don't care. Like I'm not gonna share. Yeah. It's also like what are people getting out of this? That's my exactly. thought process before I share things. Like, do people just wanna hear me rant? Probably not. So I'll probably just keep it to myself. Yeah. Or rant scary. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I'll rant and then before I hit like story, I'm like I'm like, what am I doing? No. No one that's cares. Just and fucking I annoying. the entire series yeah. and like whatever. <laughs> I did it this morning. Yeah. I like walked to my the wrong workout class and I was like, fuck me. And so I had this whole thing where I was like, I'm pissed, but also like I would have been more pissed in the past. And so it's, and then I was like, this is all so stupid. Delete. Yeah. Like went to the wrong class, moving on. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing I really want to learn about that you talk a lot about on your page is your battle. Is it battle with Lyme's disease? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a battle. battle. I don't know what the word is. like, Dealing with chapter in my life, yeah. At the moment, great, yeah. Especially the bee venom therapy. Oh yeah. So can you we before? I guess before we dive into all of that, but did you finish your three questions? No, no, no. They go throughout the show. Oh, don't you I'm worry. Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> the rise coffee is getting to you. Oh my god, guys! But I, I like, like that you're keeping me on track. <laughs> I drank so much coffee and I'm wired. Um, can you give us your backstory on how? So you were modeling. We yes. kind of. Got off topic there. Yeah. But when you were young, you were modeling. Mm-hmm. What was that like as a young person being in that world? Because, I mean, maybe still today, but especially I feel like 10 years ago, it was very much, you have to be the thinnest person. Yeah. You have to be tall and lanky and I'm sure not the greatest culture. And, yeah. I mean, going into it at 14, 15, I was so tiny. Yeah. I was a stick. So honestly, if anyone had anything to say, it it's crazy. They had nothing to say, yeah. honestly, because I was so tiny. And I hated yeah. it. I hated being that skinny. I asked my brother to please put me on like weight-gaining supplement because I just <laughs> wanted to be like a normal size and not have to shop in like the junior section in yeah. high school. I was the same way. But Eat, I was too tall that I couldn't from fit. Mean Girls, you could have eaten those. I can't think of the name oh, wait. that they give her. Oh, those bars. What the fuck is the name? Oh my god, I don't know. This is gonna be so annoying for people listening yeah. to this that know. The um, name. But um, now I'm just gonna be thinking about. Okay, the sorry. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So going into it at 15, there was nothing really they could say. Yeah. At that point, and so I went into it very open-minded. I didn't mm-hmm. have any like downside to it. Honestly, it was yeah. easy. And. And where did I'm you grow thankful up? For that. I grew up in Boulder City, Nevada. So okay. like Lake Mead, Hoover Dam area. I don't know. Outside Vegas. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so like small little desert town. Our town was 14,000 people. 
I think there was like one other model in our entire town. So it's not like it was a thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was honestly fine. It wasn't until I was just turned 19 that I had the first experience of someone commenting on Mm -hmm. my body, what it should look like, what I should do about it. Yeah. And in front of the entire agency. And it hurt. I cried. I was like, wait, what? You can say that to me? You can say I need to lose weight and tone up and grab my stomach in front of everyone? Oh, my God. And put me on the scale? And, like, yeah, it's gnarly. And that was my first real experience with body image, Yeah, honestly. And then it kind of spiraled from there in, in a way. In what sense? Just I really started to look at my body in a whole different way, talk to myself differently, mm-hmm. eat differently. I never went through like an eating disorder or anything, yeah. but if any type of eating disorder I've ever had is like orthorexia, like yeah. obsession like you're just with too obsessed healthy with things. and what I'm putting in my body. So I never was anorexic or bulimic. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I just started working out like crazy and trying to eat healthy and I just cared so much all of a sudden. And then mm-hmm. it just, I never had, I never saw any other models talking about it like the mental health side of it. Yeah. And now I feel like that's definitely more of a topic of conversation, which I'm so appreciative of because there's so many young models out there that are really unhealthy, you know, know. body and mentally. Mentally. It's it's tough to watch. So what was the question? Well, (laughs) just your background. But (laughs) when did, because I feel like, and we've talked about this over like DM, but I feel like we both were in similar phases of, not restrictive, but just the obsession aspect oh, yeah. and the caring too much oh my and letting it take up so much mental space and then letting go of the reins, gaining some weight. Just going with the flow and, and just learning yeah, to love just, yourself at any point. Yes. Love the good and the things that you think aren't good. Um, so, yeah, it's been really cool to look back on mm-hmm. the progress I've made of how yeah. obsessed I used to be. And like rigid and wouldn't break my routine and just was so strict mm-hmm. and hard on myself to how yeah. much more like loving I am to myself now and just more go with the flow and relaxed in a lot of areas of my life. And it's been so nice. It's so nice. To get back to that place. Because I grew up very standard American diet. Yeah. Ate whatever I wanted. I was a stick and just like shoveled in food. Mm-hmm. I used to eat as much as I could because I wanted to prove to people that I didn't have an eating disorder. Yes. Because I was so thin that I had this just, I guess I've always had an issue with my body. Without realizing. Without realizing. Yeah. Until the last couple of years, probably. But yeah, I've never been in a place until now where I've just been at peace with whatever I look like. It's hard. It's it, really hard. It's really hard. Of course, I have days where I look at myself. I'm like, oh, well, why feel- is that like that? Or that's changed. Yeah. And then you compare yourself to photos when you're 18. And yes. I'm like, of oh course, my God. That is of course I'm going to look like that. I'm a child. World. Of course, I'm a stick at 18. Like, <laughs> So something I struggle with is, and I feel like this isn't talked enough about, I feel a sense of responsibility because I have this platform and maybe you feel the same way. As if we're supposed to love everything. We're supposed to always be these happy people. We're supposed to have all the answers, X, Y, Z, you name it. And so then I almost get down on myself more. And I forget who I listened to that was talking about this, but with the body positivity movement, I think it's really hard because I know I will get on my Instagram and be like, listen, I tried on all of my clothes from t- last summer, and none of them fit. And I ripped a dress, and I couldn't zip her a pair yeah, like, of that jeans. That sucks. No matter and how like, much that fucking sucked. No matter how much love you've given yourself, yeah, it still sucks. And then I feel like you complain about it, and some people are like, "Oh my god, come on! Like, how dare you complain about? It? You say you love yourself, yeah, right? Yeah." And then so they, it's finding that. Yeah, and it's like I'm human. Yeah, but we're like, it's it's more like okay, fine, you can. Uh, like, I wish that wasn't the first thought, but that was the first thought yeah. of, like, what the fuck? It's all how did about this how, you, how quickly you can change, change the, thought. the conversation I totally in your agree. head. And not act on things. And not let it ruin your day. Yes. And so 
like the past few days, specifically for me, I've been, I don't know what is going on, but I have been so fucking bloated. I feel like someone pumped me up with a like air pump. And you know, when you're walking around, you feel like the Michelin man, like internally. You're like, I just feel. And then it just gets in my head. And then I'm like, yeah. And then it, I did. I was looking at old photos for something else. And I was like, what? And it's such a dangerous game to play. Why didn't I care back then? Yeah. But you also have to remember like, you're fucking A, growing up. Yeah. B, you weren't happier then. No. I know for a fact I was less happy. True. And C, no one else notices. Exactly. It's all so funny like, to there's me. There's a 10-year gap of life that I'm comparing myself to. Yes. Basically almost 28 Wild. to 18. Mm-hmm. How, you can't compare. Yeah, like imagine comparing oh an 18-year-old to an 8-year-old. Yeah, like, <laughs> true. Like, you can't compare and that's the stuff that I used to really beat myself up yeah. about because I would look back on these photos and be like why don't I look like that anymore I need to look like that again mm-hmm. I have to like I need to figure out how and I would do so many things and it just would never work so now I'm just like all right this is where I'm at if my agency isn't happy about it well I can't do anything about it unless you want me to go starve myself yeah like, I mean no. there are things that you can do but there's they, nothing that you want that are, to be yeah. doing and I just am not Mentally in a place um, where I can do that. Yep, I agree. I just, I, it's not worth it to me anymore. I totally agree. Yeah. And so you've also had your health struggles. Yes. So when did you find out that you had limes, and how did that come about? So I was having a lot of random health issues the last four years about, and mm-hmm. it's um, when I was living here in New York, actually. I lived here for a year, and... I don't know. Like, I remember having a rash on my back that was in a circle. Okay. So about 20% of the time that you get bit by a tick, there's a circle. And that yeah. is the way to identify Lyme disease, mm-hmm. the bullseye rash. It really doesn't happen that often. Interesting. So some people think, oh, I didn't get the bullseye rash. That yeah, means I, I don't have Lyme. Yeah. No, that only happens to 20% of the people that get bit. So it's a smaller... Mm-hmm percentage. Um, and so I was living here, I'd shoot, I'd go to photo shoots up in Connecticut and the Hamptons and would go to the Hamptons with friends. And it's, this is like the Mecca of, I know this is the hub of Lyme, basically the East coast. It's everywhere. Well, growing up, I had ticks on me 24 seven in my backyard in Jersey. Yeah. Like I found them everywhere. I mean, everywhere I have found them. Oh, but I never so had Lyme. Yeah. Well, that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the first few symptoms were really bad gut issues, like overnight gut, gut issues mm-hmm. to where I used to eat pizza and ice cream cupcakes would be totally fine to have two bites of a cupcake and a slice of pizza and would be in fetal position, crying, looked six months pregnant, Yeah, would be like might be gross, but burping so hard that I would end up throwing up and Mm -hmm. just in so much pain. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And that went on for probably that severe went on for probably almost six months. Yeah. Along with fatigue, brain fog, uh, my neck would get really tight and sore. And then that was like the beginning of it all. I didn't know what was going on. So I really dove into diet and, Mm -hmm how to make myself feel better through what I was putting into my body. And then it just kept getting worse. And so about six months after all of that, Carrie suggested I go see this functional medicine doctor in LA when I was visiting. And so I did. And the first thing he just said was after a bunch of test results, okay, like, yeah, you've leaky gut, Mm -hmm. probably IBS. You're very like, malnourished basically your body's not absorbing any vitamins or nutrients so he put me on a whole like gut healing routine Mm -hmm. and all that and it really helped but I knew deep down I was like something's still not right like I don't feel like how I used to feel and isn't that the worst feeling in the world because I've been in that place so many times and I finally think I got an answer I don't know but yeah it's like you almost feel crazy yeah because no no one believes you the first thing he said to me when I walked in meeting him was, you're too healthy to be in here. What's possibly wrong with you? Oh. I was like, like oh, little do you know. Yes. I'm dying inside. Like, and then it's like, 
enough doctors or people tell you that nothing's wrong, but then you actually feel mentally ill. Yeah. It's like, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Am I creating all these things? And then having friends be like, oh, come on. It can't yes. be that bad. Are you sure? Like, come mm-hmm. on, drink. Why aren't I'm you like, eating? Like, oh, like, yeah, I, I think I'm gluten intolerant like, too. Yeah. But like, or the worst is like, well, how would I know if I'm gluten intolerant? I'm like, you eat gluten all the time and you seem fine. Yeah. So there, you know. There. If you had these symptoms, you would also yeah. stop eating it. Yeah. So he was so expensive. I spent so much money on him and all the supplements for months. And we finally reached a point where he's like, he basically said, I think we've reached our yeah. point together. Like, Because I kept coming and being like, something's still not right. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of tests. And he's like, I don't know how, like, what else I can yeah. do. So I was like, oh, my God. Okay. This like, is the end. Bye. <laughs> and then I kind of stopped for a little bit just because it was exhausting. And then I it's started back really up draining. and went to a, like an actual gastroenterologist. And I got an endoscopy. And this other guy just wanted to put me on antibiotics for mm-hmm. IBS. And then one doctor had said it's maybe your gut motility issues. So maybe that's why you're bloating and having issues because you're- Were you constipated or having diarrhea? Constipated. Same. And is that- Yeah. The, 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 I like, mean, I'm still- Same. On the- Constipated side. Constipation, yeah. I think, ranks of one of the most frustrating it feelings. It ruins my day. In the <laughs> world. It ruins my day if I don't have a movement in the morning. Oh, there's nothing better than a morning poop. Yeah. Like, like I, it's my literally mission nothing. in the morning. I will get up an hour earlier just to make sure I have plenty of time. Same. To make sure I have. And Gary's like, why are you getting up so early? I'm like, I, have to I poop. need to make sure I poop. Dax, I talk about him way too much, but Dax Shepard once said in a <laughs> podcast that he's like, I would miss a meeting with the president if I hadn't had my morning poop yet. Same. And same. No questions asked. Same. I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so. So then I finally just kept on pushing along and met with so many different doctors. And yeah. then finally through social media, actually, I started to see Lyme disease be talked about a lot. I feel like it definitely came not popular, but it became more of a discussion. Yeah. Just more like awareness towards it. Because I think so many people woman. were finally getting diagnosed after yeah. years of being misdiagnosed. And mm-hmm. honestly, Jordan Younger, the balanced yeah. blonde, um, I saw her posting about it. I'm like, wow, like I'm not as severe as her, but, a lot of the symptoms she posts about yeah. is stuff I suffer with. And so I started researching it and every symptom I was like, holy crap, I have all of these. And this is the one thing I've never been tested for. Mm-hmm. And I was at my end. I was at the end of the road with trying to diagnose myself and meet with doctors. I was like, yeah. this is this is my last thing. And then I'm going to have to take a break from mm-hmm trying to research and be like an investigator for my own health. And so I was talking with my acupuncturist and she said, I want you to see this doctor that I um, refer a lot of my Lyme and cancer patients to. And she does the same. She, we just pass around Mm -hmm. patients. And so that was before I even mentioned Lyme though. And she just happened to say like Lyme and cancer. I was like, Oh, interesting. Okay. And she's an integrative doctor. So she's like a DO, I think. Okay doctor of osteopathy, I think. Um, so I went and met with her and the first I sat down was like, Lyme disease is the one thing I've not been di- like tested for. I want to do it. I know hygienics is like the only mm-hmm. test to really do. <laughs> Can you help me? And she just like, yeah, of course, let's do it. Like, I'll do whatever you want. She's like, we're a team. This table's not really here in between us. Like, this is a team effort. Yeah. I'm not ever going to put you down for any ideas you have or treatments you want to do. Like I'm an open book. I feel like you're an open book. And just from that, I was like, Oh my God, I feel like you're hearing me and you're like a normal person that's willing to Mm -hmm. listen to me. And so then two weeks later came back and she was like, okay, you were right. Your gut was right. You have Lyme disease and the co-infection Babesia, which is a red blood site, red blood cell parasite, similar to malaria. Um, cause ticks can carry multiple diseases. Lyme okay. is just one of them. Oh. So like Bartonella. I like was wondering that. I've thing heard Bartonella. And, um, Rocky Mountain spotted fever and Babesia and just, yeah. So ticks carry lots of nasty things. Lyme okay. is just like the, the most, most talked common. about and common. Um, and so then I had met this woman, Brooke, probably six months before I got diagnosed. So I got diagnosed in September last year. Okay. Only a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was just like the, 
perfect timing that I met her. She um, had Lyme disease. She was so, so sick from it. Doctors didn't know how she was alive. She lost motor skills, was bedridden, looked like a skeleton, couldn't really talk, forgot basic facts about herself, all the stuff, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on antibiotics and hyperbaric chambers and ozone treatments and literally everything Everything. holistic and everything Western. And she tried it all. And doctors said like, I think this stuff's helping keep like to keep you alive, but you're not really getting any better. And she, I think somehow had met someone who had talked about B venom therapy and the benefits for Lyme and MS and lupus and rheumatoid Mm -hmm. arthritis and all these things and how it's been used for thousands of years. And She's like, all right, I'm going to give it a go. Why and not? I think yeah. she started for like two months, I think, and then stopped. And then she went back. She was like, okay, I think it actually helped. And so, again, within like three months of doing it consistently, she was like 50% better. Holy shit. And was walking, talking, got her health back, her color back, her weight back, like all this stuff. And so she now is completely cured. She's better than she was before. She cured her fibromyalgia with it, like everything. And that was probably four years ago that she stopped. And she's had zero issues since. And I'd met her six months prior to getting diagnosed. And I called her once I got diagnosed. And she's like, all right. (laughs) You're right there? Whoa. (laughs) She's like, all right. um, I will, like help you through this if you want to go this route. If you don't, totally your decision. Mm -hmm. I won't judge you if you want to go more different healing route. Um, It's all in your own time. I said, hell no. Like I I literally watched you do this. Because I was already following on on Instagram probably like two years prior. And what's her handle? I'll put it in the show notes. Um, The Everyday Expert. Okay. Oh, I've seen her. Yeah. Yeah. And she started the Heal Hive. So she now actually teaches people how to do it through online courses and retreats. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So she taught me and then she basically launched this whole healing thing. Yeah. I kept telling her, I'm like, this is your thing, Brooke. Like you need to teach people how yeah. to do this safely. Somehow help them. And guide them through it because so many people are just scared of bees in general. Yeah. And it's scary. So you're I was terrified. To can start. you give us I mean, I know I I visually see what you're doing yeah. when you do it on your stories, but you're you're actually stinging yourself. Yeah. Correct? So bee venom therapy is using live honeybees. And you sting yourself an inch away from your spine on either side three times a week. You start with one bee and then you work your way up to 10 bees in a session. So I'm now at 10 bees. I use 10 of them three times a week. So I go through 30 bees a week. Um, And the bee venom is anti-parasitic, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory. I think maybe even anti fungal, maybe anti-cancer. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, basically is nature's antibiotic and can cure wow. like most things. And it's been used for thousands of years. Like, like the Greeks used it. And, you know, I think it was maybe even the, f- maybe the first form of acupuncture. I could be wrong. Well, but that is interesting because of the needle. I mean, they wouldn't have needles back then. Yeah. Really. So, so how long are you doing this process? So the for? protocol is two to three years. Wow. I'm, I think 11 months in. And yeah, it's been a, quite the ride. Do you plan on doing it for all two to three years? Yeah. So the, like two years is the minimum because okay. the venom, it contains melatonin, which is like the one thing that is like the ingredient in the venom that kills the Lyme bacteria. Mm-hmm. And it pokes holes in all the biofilms that can be around your cells and the Lyme bacteria to protect it because Lyme is really smart. Mm-hmm. Once it knows it's being attacked, it goes and hides into your lymph, your brain, tissue, bones. Like it just goes into hiding. So then you go symptom free for a while and you think, oh, I beat it. Oh my God. Then years later, months later, if it something traumatic back. happens or you get sick, it can come back out and just be even worse. That would be really anxiety provoking for me. So that's another reason there's literally scientific studies proving how effective bee venom is compared to other healing things. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I chose to do it, but the Lyme bacteria doesn't recognize the bee venom. So it thinks, Oh, we're cool. We can just stay floating in her bloodstream. And then the and venom then just comes in and is like, die, 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 <laughs> die. So do you feel better after doing it for 11 months? Yeah. I feel 
almost back to normal, like pre Lyme. I feel congratulations, colorful and vibrant again, and like my sense of humor is back. I didn't realize like how much of me died the last three years. I feel that way with a lot of my health issues. Oh my god! Like I just was like a dead gray soul. I felt like I just. Mm-hmm didn't bring anything to the table just was doing enough to like get by yeah I felt really depressed as well yeah it was really hard and then it also started to affect me neurologically too the Lyme because Mm -hmm. I'd start to just like jumble up words and we talked about briefly before like my memory was so bad too like I couldn't remember names or people I'd like grown up with since kindergarten sometimes be like oh my god what's your name I've known you literally and then that scares you more yeah. That's how I was like, yes. I don't know why this is happening all of a sudden. And that was before I pieced it all together. Yeah. But yeah, like random neurological things were happening. And then now I feel like that's, it's been, it's changed so much. It's really wild. I mean, I'm so happy for you yeah. that you found something that works. And hopefully if anyone is going through something similar, yeah. maybe this is helping research them. Research it and but look into it. My other question is, and I love when you post about this, like, Kudos to you for being so consistent Mm -hmm. because that's a lot for three days a week to be doing something like this. But you also travel a lot for your modeling. So can we talk about that? Like, where the fuck are you finding these (laughs) babies? And how are you traveling with them? So I haven't actually had to fly with them yet, but you can fly with your bees. So when you get them shipped to you, they come in a small wooden box. And where are are they shipping them from? It's like the size of my palm, basically. It's pretty small. And... There's one place out of California that ships bees and one place in South Carolina that ships bees. I get mine from South Carolina. I don't know why. That's just who I chose in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I just call and talk to the woman say, hey, I need a box of bees shipped to me. And she's like, all right, coming right at you. How many come at a so time? So she ships them in two-day mail and I get them. So she ships about 60 bees at a time. So like That only lasts me two weeks. I was going to say. So that gets more... I mean, including shipping, it's 50 bucks. Yeah. So for any other treatment out there, this is by far the most affordable. I was just going to say that. Yeah. And if you have a beekeeper, it's essentially free. I was going to say, would you ever start like beekeeping? Yeah, I want to become a beekeeper. My sister-in-law is doing, I I don't know the exact details, but she was doing beekeeping at (gasps) our college. My dream. I never imagined I'd be this into bees. And yeah, I just well, have it's to like say, your spirit like, animal now. Yeah, yes. So many people message me. They're like, "Don't the bees die?" Oh, okay. Yes, they do die, and it's very sad. And it gets more sad as I go through this journey with them because I've grown love to them. love them so much. And it's it's hard. Like it's a living thing, and it's it's really hard. Um, but I try to like appreciate their life. But they're bringing value. Yeah, it's like. Full circle, kind of. Yes. Like, I'm not just killing it. I'm actually... Which a lot of people do Yeah, so bees, many people see like a bee and they're like, oh, kill it. Yeah. At least, like, it's life is helping another life mm-hmm. is how I try to view it. And I put them back outside so they can kind of, like, decompose with the earth <laughs> and kind of full funeral circle. Sessions. Yeah, I try to, like, make it as ceremonial as possible because, like, it's... It is sad. It's sad. And I don't want people out there to think, like, oh, my God, you heartless bitch you just I don't like, think over your, would like think that. I've had some people okay, be like well, how then could you? you're evil I'm like oh my god I love them probably more than you so do so dramatic yeah so yeah so, they but when you die. travel to but, other so countries when I travel we were just in Europe and so the first part we were in Portugal I have like this bee guy my bee dealer <laughs> he's in Slovakia <laughs> <laughs> I found him on Facebook <laughs> And because there's like a whole like bee community. And are they all using them for the same thing? Yeah. Okay. There's a whole Facebook community for like bee venom for Lyme and then like bee buddy locator. So like you can travel the world and be like, hey, I'm here. Does anyone have bees? And people will message be like, yeah, cool. Come on over. Like I'll help you or I'll give you some. Yeah, It's like a very awesome community to be a part of. And so I went on because the bees I was getting delivered, they didn't make it. And so I was like, oh no, like I need these bees. I'm going to be here for almost three weeks traveling. Like I, I need to stay on schedule. And so I went on the Facebook group and I found someone saying, literally there was only one entry for Lisbon, Portugal. 
and it was a link to a guy saying, yeah, he actually does this as his job. He's a practitioner. He's a doctor. And he, it's like an acupuncture session. Basically you go and he just stings you with bees. So I called him that day. I was like, hi, is there any way I can come in? He's like, oh yeah, come on in. Went in like an hour later, What? met him in his office probably so sketchy. Carrie stayed back. He's like, whatever, you go do your thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> go get your bees. I'll turn my like location on just so you know where I'm at. And yeah, I laid on the table and he stung me with bees. And that was it. Wow. And so I got one session there. And then when we went to the Algarve down in the southern part of Portugal, outside of our hotel room, there was just like beautiful flowers and there was bees everywhere in the so morning. And you just use those yeah. types of, like it doesn't have to be. I know now what a honeybee looks like versus okay. other types of bees. You can't just grab a bee. It could be a wasp. It could be anything. Right. So yeah, there's different types of bees too that actually don't have stingers. So you'll be catching these bees. You're like, why aren't they stinging me? Because they don't <laughs> have stingers. <laughs> um and so there were all these honeybees and Carrie went out one morning because I was freaking out. I was like, I need bees. I don't know where they are. And they came to he you. He came and woke me up at like seven. He's like, Holly, there's a bunch of bees on the flowers. Like, go get them. And I was like, oh my God. So there's a video of me on Instagram in my pajamas with my little tweezers being like, good morning. <laughs> Catching <laughs> the bees, putting them in the Please little crate. Me. And then I did that for three days. And then... Um, when we were in France, we went to the farmer's market, Carrie's parents went up to a beekeeper, like a, a stand and was just like, Hey, do you happen to have like a beehive anywhere near here? And he's like, yeah. Why? And they were like, she needs bees. She uses them as treatment. And then he, he goes, Oh, are you working with the doctor in town? He does bee venom therapy for people. I was like, what? So it's common, just not here. It's everywhere. Like, ev- like, this is so interesting. It's a thing. It's been okay. a thing. And so many people think I'm crazy for this. I'm like, you have no idea. I'll travel the world and everyone knows and what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, he's like the bee supplier for this doctor's office who does it for people. And so I actually just went over to his house and he put a bunch of bees in a jar for me. Perfect. And I used that the rest of the trip. And so did you get your ship to New York while you're here? Uh, yeah. So I'm calling today, probably after this, and okay. I'll get them tomorrow or the next day and I'll just use them. Wow. While I'm here. Well, and then you can travel with them too. So you can put them in your check bag um, <laughs> and just check it through. Make sure it's secure, obviously. Yes. Um, yeah. So you can fly with bees. This too. is all so wild it's to so, me. But I'm so happy that you found something that's helping. It's so. And that you're easy, opening other honestly. people's eyes to this. Because the one thing I didn't want when going through a Lyme treatment was to lose my life even more. Yeah. And to be stuck in doctor's offices for hours doing ozone or having a million supplements to take mm-hmm. with me. Like all I use are the bees and like a couple things like vitamin C and glutathione and B complex magnesium. Yeah. Like that's pretty much it. It's so simple. And so I can travel and keep my routine and, and do life. it in the comfort of my own home. It takes mm-hmm. me five minutes to do a session. So in a week I do 15 minutes of Lyme treatment basically. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, like when you think like, about that's nothing, it's nothing. Yeah. And it, what is it like, I, I, I'm not steering the conversation in this direction, but it was something that we've DM'd about and I do want to touch on. Mm-hmm. But what is it like with Carrie and all of this? How is he responding to the whole treatment? and Because it does take up a lot of mental energy yeah. in a relationship. And if you're in a relationship, it's It's, it's theirs tough. too. Yeah. Because when he started dating me, I was fine. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it was I became obsessed with health and had to change my lifestyle and mm-hmm. that's hard because you start dating someone for one reason and then if they make a whole 180 you're like it's a different person what just happened yeah. and thankfully we've both been growing the last few years and changing in beautiful ways so we've mm-hmm. both been able to do that but I mean it's been hard in the beginning he would definitely and not to he wasn't doing it to like make me doubt myself but he sometimes had to ask me like are you sure this is really yeah. a thing? Like, is your health really this bad? Because cause he's mm-hmm. just like, I know it can be easy to have this whole story in your head. Yep. And I do feel like the more you tell yourself something, the more it becomes real. hundred percent. Even if it's with food issues. Like if I think I'm so, so like allergic or intolerant to dairy. Mm-hmm. And if I... If I know that and think that while I'm eating it, I'm for sure going to feel it. Yes. But if I just remove like, those I'm thoughts and like whatever I, I want, want a piece of pizza, I'm just going to have a couple bites. I'm fine. I'm going to feel great. Honestly, I feel fine. 
Yeah. And so he, he had to have that conversation with me to just make sure like this is real, right? Yes. And I was like, yeah. And so I've had to, like, we, this is what we were talking about. I've had to stop drinking pretty much too. Mm-hmm. And he's a big wine guy. He loves his glass of wine and he's lost his drinking buddy pretty much. And it, that's hard. It's not something we've figured out yet. Yeah. It's still an ongoing conversation. But again, that's like something that I don't share about really yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like our relationship is great, but there are things and topics. It's that difficult. It's hard when your partner is yeah. going through health issues, but he's been so, so supportive. And the first time I told him what I wanted to do for Lyme was the bee venom therapy. He was like, Oh, okay. Like, do you want to look into other treatment <laughs> options first, just in case? And I remember thinking like, Oh no, am I crazy that this is what I want to do yeah. for my first real treatment? Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm diving right in. And so he just was like, okay, like, if you want to do it, I made him meet with Brooke, mm-hmm. watched us do a session together. She gave him, like, it. all the scientific info about it and everything. And after he was like, okay, I totally understand why you want to do it. Like, fully on board, totally support you. That's great. And he'll help me, too. Like, he'll help me pick yeah. the stingers out. And, and when we were in France, I was having a really hard time getting some bees. And he was like, oh, let me try. And so he grabs <laughs> the tweezers and he, he caught one. He, like, caught That's a bee impressive. that was on the flower. And he's like, okay, here you go. I was like, You're oh really God. lucky you're not I'm dating like, my husband because he like, I love you. <laughs> claims, well, he is allergic to bees. And he has full-blown panic attacks oh my God. when a bee is around him. Yeah. But the reason we got on this conversation over DM is it's something that I I share on my stories and, you know, I tried it. It's just really hard to verbalize. But for me, I've stopped drinking. I've cut back on my drinking. I have not stopped altogether. I still drink. But, I mean, when I drink now is maybe, like, a glass of something on a Thursday night, yeah. two on a Friday, two on a sun- Saturday maybe, where I was drinking every single night other than Monday. And oh, same. I yeah. used to I used to drink a lot. Sober Mondays were like a thing, and I was proud of them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't drink today. I, Kudos to me. And on weekends, it was heavily drinking and oh, day yeah. drinking, and then going out and staying out at night. And I've been with Joe since we were sixteen. I was fifteen, and you know, you go through high school, and and when you first start drinking, and then in college, you're partying, and then we moved to New York, and we went through a big clubbing phase, and Same. oh, kill me. <laughs> You'd actually have to pay me so much money oh to go God. to a club until I 4 a.m. now. I love the club. Yeah. So it's just really interesting because we're figuring out, and we had a very serious conversation about it, where I think it's a lot of me projecting my emotions onto him, where I project these fears of, it does is he still going to love me now that I'm so different. Same. Is our relationship still going to work? Like, what are our activities and hobbies that we are going to focus on and enjoy together that doesn't surround around alcohol and, like, late nights? We literally just had this conversation, too. And it's really, I mean, you have to be really vulnerable because you're putting yourself out there. It's scary. It's really scary to be like, do you still love me the way you used to? Like, is this the conversation that's maybe going to make us part ways? Yeah. Like, and realize and we've we got married so in the much. midst of all of this. Yeah. And then the other part, and and then he's like, well, you know, you have to think about the fears on my end, too, of, like, you're changing so much. What if you're, like, this isn't the person I want to be with? Same. Yeah. It's so scary. Um, we you, actually, I asked Carrie, I was like, do you ever think, like, who you would be with if we were to break up? Yeah. And he's like, no, not necessarily who I would be with, but he's like, but I think about who you would, who be, you with. would be with. And I said, that's honestly the same thing. I think about. Yeah. And we both told each other who we both see each other Mm -hmm. possibly being with. And it's actually the two things that we both kind of want to be ourselves. Interesting. I kept telling him, I feel like you're going to be with some like really spiritual yoga person or like some CEO of something. And he's like, I feel like you're going to be with a guy that like makes his own bone broth and you can talk to acupuncture (laughs) about it. And he like... Is a shaman. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and it's both things that we kind of want to be ourselves. That's very like, interesting. I do want to be more spiritual, but I do want to be like a CEO of my own company. Yeah. And he is like kind of becoming more into Does he spirituality tap into that? and because that's something all that stuff. So it was yeah. funny. But I mean, we've both changed a lot since we first started dating. And we had to have that conversation where we're like, are we still 
Do we, is there still is enough in still common us? to make this work? Mm-hmm. And it, you obviously don't have to be the same carbon print of each other, but I someone don't. asked me a really interesting question of how do you continue to grow individually and while still growing as a couple? Mm-hmm. And honestly, you have to be vulnerable and you have to speak your mind because I put myself out there all the time with him of saying like, I feel this way. I just want to check in with you. Is this something I'm projecting because I'm emotionally feeling it and I'm making it seem like you feel this way? Do you feel this way? Or also like when you do this, I'm hurt. When you do this, yeah. I'm appreciative. Yeah. Um, instead of letting those emotions fester and having yeah. them backfire on you. Yeah. And I think he's become a much more vulnerable, I can't say that word, vulnerable. vulnerable. <laughs> I really, it's my speech impediment when I say R's and L's and N's. Anyway, He's become much more of a vulnerable person, which I'm so appreciative of. And I wish I I would love all males to be a little bit more. But it's a really interesting dichotomy that I don't think is touched on in this space. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times the males are such a background part of the platform. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, people know they exist and people maybe know like people know Carrie's name yeah. and what he looks like. But it's funny because I feel like people would I feel like people would like Carrie a lot more than they like me because he's people say that to me all the time about Joe. Oh my god, he's so cool. Carrie is so cool. He's so funny. He can talk to anyone. He's so smart. Yeah. He's so open minded and he just lo- like yeah. If he were to go on and do a takeover of my page, which I've been trying to get him to do, I feel like everyone would just be like, oh my god, we just want Well on people here. all the time, especially my guy friends when they first well, we oh, share same. My guy a lot friends of are guy like, friends, well, but I think my I college like friends, they're like, I like him way better than you. Why is he with you? I know. Like, hey, asshole. Thankfully, his guy friends say the same thing to me. They're like, we like you more than him. So I'm like, okay, it's even. Yeah, I think some of Joe's closest friends. Yeah. Have, well, they've all become my best friends. But he's his episode is airing. Well, it'll air before this airs. But I think it's really interesting because it shows his perspective of things. And, yeah. you know, we have these types of conversations. It's all, listen, Think about the fact that you're with someone. How long have you and Carrie been together? Five years in January. Yeah, so a long time. Yeah. But also, like, in the grand scheme of life, think about how many more changes oh my God, you're so going to go changes. through. <laughs> like, of I feel course, like we you have to really have these conversations. Stay strong through health issues. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good foundation to have. I mean, our, our first year of our relationship was long distance. I was living here in New York and he was in LA. So like we've all, we've had tons of tests, obstacles basically throughout our relationship. And we've thankfully been able to come out on top mostly because he is such a good communicator. He is really good at being vulnerable. It's something I'm working on, even though I am very vulnerable when it comes to my life, but it's different when it comes to like me and my relationship and my thoughts with myself and him and I think they're it's different scary it because I don't want to say something I'm scared to say something that maybe he'll be like oh well well once you say it, it's real and you can't take it back different than what I think and then you're like oh my god mm-hmm. is this it or also the vulnerability of sharing the thoughts that you have mentally about yourself because I mean you no share idea, it all my body image issues and how yeah. hard I was on myself That's and he's like Joe. are you crazy look at yourself like you're beautiful you're fine like yeah. You say that about yourself, and I, he didn't know that I would like flex my stomach and suck it in like almost all day long. I would never mm-hmm. let it just hang out unless I was sitting down or something. But most of the day, like my core is engaged because so I don't interesting. I don't feel good if I'm just like, ugh, like yeah, not engaged. But it's also because I didn't want to walk around with like a pooch, and mm-hmm. so I. Literally years, probably 10 years of me walking wow. around. Wow, you probably have a really engaged. fucking strong I core. Do a strong core, that's probably why. And he didn't know that. He's like, wait, when you're changing and stuff, you're f- like flexing? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And he that, didn't know that. And but that, that's that, that only came out like six months ago. And that's something that takes a lot of vulnerability to even admit yeah. because it's the things that you're most that are kind of kept to yourself and then they become a secret and then it's like, and then I, start I can't sharing it on Instagram I'm doing I'm this. Like, that holds me accountable that yes. I'm thinking this about myself and how crazy that is that I think about this about myself. Because I posted a photo of me engaged and not engaged in my core mm-hmm. and just was like, and put them side by side and was like, this is me majority of the time. This is me relaxed. Yeah, I'm putting this out there because it's something I'm working on and I'm hoping others can 
relate mm-hmm. to this and maybe it'll help someone else. But I try just to really share what's going on in my head too, because it really does hold me more accountable. And then I can't, I can't backtrack on it and be like, oh, it's fine. I, I'm like, well, I put it thing. out there. Now I can't I'm come on and be a hypocrite and now say, I know. I want to look this way and, you know. I'm doing X, Y, Z to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. It I helps. also feel it's really interesting. I was reading an article from the New Yorker magazine two nights ago. What day was it? I don't even know. Yesterday about the act of vulnerability mm-hmm. on Instagram through the influencer lens and I can say what I took from the article because I don't want to paraphrase it because I always read things and then I realize that I misread a lot. So whatever. (laughs) But it's something I've been struggling with sometimes because, and I will say this to you because you're someone who I really appreciate in this world of doing this. I do feel like now vulnerability and being quote unquote real has become kind of trendy. Oh my God, it has. And All the crying photos and stuff. I'm like, is that real? Yeah. Like, are and you doing this for likes? Yes, but then sometimes people, when I read these things, I cringe because I'm like, this is not, when you are when you start a sentence with, I need to get real with you all. It's like, well, then what do you the rest of the time? Yeah. Why well, can't, <laughs> yeah. like, Or like, I need to get real with you all. I made myself go to the gym this week and I didn't want to go, but I did it. I'm like, yeah. what, what am I gaining from this? Yeah. And then I'm like, am I a total hypocrite? Because like, I, am I doing that? Yeah, because yeah. what do I think? I'm just better than people because I like to say that I think I'm honest and authentic and I feel like there's just vulnerable. definitely a way to be able to tell who's really being authentic That's and who's doing it for attention. Yes, because or it is just like what you said. Be. It is. It. I do feel like it has. It's become a thing. Become a thing. I did my first crying photo. <laughs> I've only ever done one, but. Like where I actually posted it. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'd really ever seen anyone post yeah. a legit crying photo. And I remember about to post being like, oh my God, what am I doing? But it was all about like why we're so scared to let our emotions in and actually feel the emotions mm-hmm. and how beneficial it is to really cry Release. and feel. Because that's where a lot of healing comes from, obviously. I feel like that view of it, which is good, has also become very more talked yes. about. But I mean that post, that's that's a post that went viral. Yeah. That stuff now doesn't go viral. Everyone's like, oh great, another, yeah, another girl crying. crying. I posted one on my story the other day, like minuscule. I like I mean I have cried on my story. <laughs> and I was like, just said this to Joe because I'm a motherfucking drama queen and I evidently I'm hormonal <laughs> as fuck and annoyed that I don't have my period again. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes you just have to cry. And yeah. my sister responded, are you okay? And then I get insecure. That I'm like, oh, my God. I'm scared Carrie's going to text me and be like, oh, my God, come on. Well, the, take down the crying photo. How do you feel about, this is something interesting, like how much you share. Yeah. How do you feel about how it affects your relationships with people in your life that you're actually close with? Because I think that's something I struggle with in the sense of either – they know everything, so I feel like they're not asking questions when we're together because they yeah. already know what's happening. Or they feel like I'm not actively telling them things because I'm just sharing it to sharing everyone. Sharing it to everyone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I if my friends ask, I do have quite a few friends that have been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't really understand yeah. what you've been going through and why you've been so different, I guess, lately. Because mm-hmm. I do have... I feel like I have three different groups of friends at the moment. I have like my earlier party day friends Mm -hmm. and I'm still close with, but like we don't actually see each other that often. No, I didn't go to college, but Uh they're like from when I first moved to LA and like single holiday days and like that kind of stuff. The clubbing days. The clubbing days. And like I'm still friends with them and some of them, there's a couple that are still like my really, really good friends, but we don't see each other that often. And Mm -hmm. then there's like, this other group of friends and then there's like my new like health and wellness friends yeah. that it's so weird that I've made so many friends through Instagram but they all get it I don't have to explain things oh, to never. them you know but yeah I do feel like some people don't really ask because they already know mm-hmm. or some people don't really follow or watch what I'm saying so they honestly have no idea and then they don't even think to ask they don't either think, yeah. because they don't it's know it's all but just so interesting I mean, I do get insecure sometimes when I post because I, you know, you have like a few people in your head that you yep the same know people you who's run gonna down. see it mm-hmm. and you're gonna wonder like what do they think of this? Yep, like that happens to me where I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna think I'm crazy for posting this? I even once though heard, they don't get it and yeah, 
I, and then I'm like, whatever, fuck it. There are two lines that come to me when we talk about this. One was, don't give people, don't give the weight of people's opinion. Shit, what is it? Don't give weight to opinions of people who you wouldn't take advice from. Yeah. And then it was, when everyone's like, I don't care what people think. I don't think that, A, I really don't think there's anyone that doesn't care what anyone yeah. thinks. But that also is insulting because you should care what certain people yeah. think. And so it's finding your handful of, call it three or five or seven people, care what they think, and then be okay with if they are supportive and they're understanding and they're respecting what I'm putting out there in any sense of the case, then I'm okay with what the other people's opinions are because yeah. I know that my core group believes in me. Yeah. And so I remember when I first started my Instagram, I was so embarrassed to ever say I started it. It was like a secret for three months because it was A, oh, another food Instagram. I wasn't showing my face. I wasn't doing anything about personal life. It was just food because I'm thing. still at J.P. Morgan. And literally the reason I didn't want to publicize it is because I just imagined the other group in our group. Like, like, oh, she thinks she's an influencer yeah, now. in college. Like, like, you know, there was, a, there was a different group of girls. And I was just like, I can only imagine them taking a screenshot, sending it to their group text or group yeah. me or WhatsApp and being like, what the fuck is going on? You get this whole story in your head and you're like, Actually, they might not even care. No, like, <laughs> like, just do it who anyway. do I think I am? That yeah. they, I, I think that I'm that important in their lives me. that they're going to care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I still feel that way about certain things when I post. There are those people that pop into my head. I'm like, what the fuck are they saying yeah. about this? I would say like my biggest flaw within myself is that I am like such a people pleaser. Same. A big people pleaser. I hate it. I hate how much of a people pleaser I am or how like. Like I'm the girl that'll laugh at your joke even if I have no idea what you just said or so like So I'm not a people pleaser at all in that case and yeah. people think I'm a bitch. Yeah. So I don't I don't people please to strangers, but I really people please to people I care about yeah. or like people I've somehow connected with and I want to make sure that they feel yeah. certain things. And so what I've been working on is really just like standing my ground if it's something I believe in or like mm -hmm. allowing myself to have a conversation with someone that's a different opinion than mine and not instantly being like, oh, yeah, 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 you're so Yeah, right. you're right. Like I've been working on that and I think that's a lot of thanks to that is because of Instagram because mm -hmm. I have been able to find my voice through my own page, honestly. Yep. And so it's made me more confident in my beliefs and it or whatever. And in different ways. Oh my God, it's been so healing for me to have so this healing. account. I did, I've always shit on Instagram I hated it. I was like, social media sucks. I hate it. All I do is compare myself to people and everyone's mm. just posting like the best things ever. And it just made me feel so down a lot of the time yeah. when I had my modeling account. Well, I still have it, but I don't really go on it that much. And then this account, I've just built this community of just supportive it's people. It's really amazing and it's to so engage with these people. Healing and just voice my insecurities and have some people be like, Oh my God, me too. Or people that I actually look up to yeah. and have compared myself to, they DM me being like, oh my God, girl, same. But I'm like, wait, what? You have that same thought about yes. yourself? That just made you way more human than I, totally I, agree. Ever, I You were up here. Yeah, and now you're so right long, with and me. I'm like, oh, right, we're the same. <laughs> cool. Like, and then it just helps with yeah. your own confidence. So much. And it's helped me a lot with my body image issues because I've... It's really awesome that it's been more of a conversation now yeah. that people are being vulnerable about how they actually talk to themselves mm -hmm. and view themselves because it was always, I need to look perfect and everyone needs to think I'm perfect too always. on Instagram. And now like the more real stuff has really, really helped me. Yeah, I was and that required a lot of perfection before in unfollowing I this. people too. Oh, and just really I mute the shit out of so oh, yeah. many people. I unfollow a lot of people, but even people like that I've met and then I feel like, it would be weird to unfollow. I meet yeah. a lot of people. Um, what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Hmm, I would say my, like, I'm a really good friend. Mm -hmm. I'm loyal. I'm always, like, there. That's mine about myself. Like, on time. We'll be there. We'll make things work. Um, supportive. Yeah, I don't know. I like the type of friend I am to my friends. Yep. And I do have a lot of friends that are the friend I am to them, to me too. So so because you feel that plus. way, do you have really high standards for friends? Because I do. Because I give, I feel I show up and I'm there and I give. Oh, yeah. And so I have high standards. Yeah. And sometimes and I And I would get hurt along yeah. the way. Because when I moved back from New York, I had a great solid group of friends before I moved to New York. 
And then I moved to New York, had an awesome group here. Then I decided to move back to LA a year later and it just felt like everything fell apart and like Mm -hmm. no friends were like reaching out really to say, hey, welcome back. Like, let's hang out. Like it was like that whole group just disappeared. Okay. And I freaked out and I was like, oh my God, like I would never do this. Like, why doesn't anyone care that I'm here? And I really had to like dive in and learn to just like realize, Carrie helped me because he was like, Holly, people have their own lives going on. Mm -hmm. Like not everyone's going to be how you are to them. Fair. Sometimes sometimes you have to be the friend that does all the reaching out because Mm -hmm. the other friends don't. And that's not their fault. Yeah, like you well, can't expect it's like people. A seesaw. It goes back and forth. Every you once can't in a while. expect people to reach out like how you expect them to reach out. You mm-hmm. know, so that really helped to be like, okay, maybe I'm the friend that is like the glue and has to, yeah, get everyone together and do that thing. And maybe if I don't do it, then it doesn't happen. So, and then I made a lot of new friends too. So that's helped. Mm-hmm. But that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then switching things to food. Mm-hmm. Also, because I'm getting really hungry and we're going to lunch yeah. after this. Yes. Um, what would be the three ways to your heart through food? So that hits you in that joy, happy, um, feel good spot. Are we talking like no health issues, no gut issues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. my goodness. Well, uh, I love a good grilled cheese dipped in ranch. I've never heard of that combination, and oh, I have yeah. to text my friend Danielle because so she pours ranch on everything. Oh, yeah. There's also this spot in LA called Swingers, and on uh-huh. all my like late night days of mm-hmm. partying, I would go with friends and get the loaded grilled cheese because it came with avocado in it Yum. with gr- with the cheese, and then I would dip it in ranch. That that sounds is delicious. Like, oh my god, like mouth watering pizza. Yeah, dipped in ranch, of course. I'm not really a ranch person, only when it comes to like those two things. I was going to say, what's your favorite New York pizza? Uh, I love a good Ruby Rosa mm-hmm. pizza. And can you believe I've never had Prince Street? Neither has my husband. We talk about and this And I'm kind of like, episode. I might go for it. Yeah, do you just... I kind of have to. It's really good. Yeah. And then the third... I mean, I love like a good like cedar wood grilled salmon Mm. like kind of like a lot of like herbs so it's kind of crispy on top or maybe some like pistachio I don't know something a little crunchy on it with just some good like mashed potatoes or roasted veggies I had to throw in something a little healthier but it's okay or like chocolate molten lava cake or yeah (laughs) duh chocolate anything oh my god I love chocolate I love chocolate and like fudgy chocolate and cake or like gross but like the dairy queen ice cream cakes Mm -hmm. with like the fudge in the middle with the crunchy chocolate bits the crunchy chocolate yes they make um an ice cream cake at the ice cream place that i'm obsessed with at the beach and it's just like the chocolate vanilla with the cookie crumble in the middle heaven or a good like the carvel yeah buttercream cake with like Mm. jelly in between god i can go like we need to eat well these two weeks that you're in new york (laughs) Or a Levain cookie, obviously. You know they have gluten-free now. Yes, I do. I actually I, haven't had it. I haven't either. Maybe we should do an excursion. Seriously. Yeah. Upper West Side here. Here or we upper come. East. Here we come. Um, thank you so much for being on here. Of course. This thank is so you. fun getting to hang out. It was out. basically us chatting about <laughs> I know, but that's what I want this to <laughs> yeah. be. It's like people are I involved in our conversation. I feel like there's a lot of different questions asked versus like of some other podcasts that, I've, that yeah. I do. Sometimes it's same All stuff. All on one thing. Yeah. So I like to is, spread the wealth. Yeah, I love it. Whole new um, side of me that lots of other people can hear about now. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. This was so much fun. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.